What's up, everybody? Welcome to the 44th draft of the Untitled Movie Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside my BFCA buddy, Eric Marchin. And as you were introducing yourself, I think I heard a streetcar yes. uh, passing by. Something like that. Apologies in advance. We're on uh, John Street right now, sitting in a somewhat secluded park, even though there's a, some construction and a fountain near us. But we're, uh, we're making do with what we have for this very special uh, episode or draft of the Untitled Movie Podcast. Yeah, it is, a, it is a huge one. It is our one year anniversary, our first birthday. Happy birthday, buddy. Yeah, what'd you, what'd you get me? Uh, I didn't get you shit. <laughs> we got our TIFF badges, which is our, uh, I guess, our... Uh, gifts to ourselves. Gifts to ourselves, yes. So we are sitting in uh, right outside of Roy Thompson Hall, actually, which is the big gala venue at... Uh, Do we have anything at, at Roy Thompson uh, Hall No, not this year. Last year we had Vox Lux, but because yeah. we're... We can't pull tickets for anything that's a gala at Roy Thompson Hall unless it's a re- repeat screening, but I don't think they're doing much of that this year. So yeah. Um, so this will be our one visit to Roy Thompson Hall, sitting in a park outside while there's construction setting up the red carpet and things. But yes, it is our big TIFF preview show as well. So uh, we're going to be focusing mostly on TIFF this episode, um, talking about kind of our most anticipated films, how the festival's shaping up so far. It is day minus two. We are um, T minus a day and a half away from the festival beginning. Yeah. Um, Eric and I have seen a few things, which um, you guys will see popping up on the reviews channel. We're embargoed on a couple of things. A couple of things. Um, But yeah, we're just chilling, so I hope this works well. Um, We tested sound quality, and it sounded okay, but now that the wind's picking up, I don't know I'm sure it's going to rain shortly. Yeah, who knows, (laughs) and we'll have to run somewhere else. So I hope this sounds okay for everyone, but this is kind of how the festival's going to be. We're going to be running and gunning, recording reviews and daily roundups as construction workers yell in the background It adds a little flavor. To it. Um, so uh, going down to Flavor Town. Uh, yeah, if you guys didn't know, this is the Untitled Movie Podcast. Each and every week, Eric and I get together, uh, shoot shit about movies and what's going on in our lives, and uh, trailers and news and things like that. Uh, but yes, this is our craziest time of the year. TIFF 2019 is basically underway. Uh, we're going to be giving you guys a ton of coverage, so keep it locked on the reviews channel. So that's Untitled Movie Reviews. Uh, make sure you subscribe over there. We'll be doing daily roundups of all the movies that we see and kind of... And uh, you also created a page specifically for TIFF if on you the go main to, site. Yeah, yeah, if you go to like untitledmoviepodcast.com, the first thing you should see is all of our TIFF Ron content. Ron Howard's face. Yeah. Um, you'll see... Uh, Yeah, basically how we're going to be doing it is um, each day we'll be kind of just talking about everything we saw that day. Yeah. So you'll get little uh, mini reviews of each thing. Eric and I's schedule is pretty much locked down to seeing mostly the same films. Um, You're seeing with a a couple discrepancies here and there. Yeah, because I have uh, a couple more public uh, tickets than I do. Ten more. Uh, (laughs) more. So Eric will be seeing ten more films than I. But I also have to thank you very much Uh, for for helping me with my schedule. I mean, we've talked about it a little bit on the show before, where uh, you seem to be the master of scheduling it was fairly smooth this year i mean i was saying to other people too the older we get the more this is my 10th year i think this is your 13th 12th yeah uh, my first film was 2006 yeah yeah god so 13th year um your teenage or <laughs> tiff years now um i don't know why i said teenager weird um yeah so the, the i guess i get more and more lax about it like we didn't wake up and we weren't at the ticket office at 8 a.m this morning we were kind of um, chill about everything, and but it's, I think we're still going to see. And everything, everything we went want. fine. Like yeah. I mean, yeah, there's always going to be a couple problems or hiccups here and there. Whether it be you know the box office uh, person not knowing how to work uh, the <laughs> ticket master. Well, and they bring in you, new people. Yeah, every yeah, year, so. and, and, and it's nothing really against them. And I find like getting frustrated at them is is 
is counterproductive uh, no, overall. No, you got to be like, patient yeah. with everyone. Everyone's doing their best. It's day number zero, right? Yeah. So, like, um, but, yeah, we're just chilling. Um, and I also want to mention that um, as, as you hear us throughout the next two weeks, we're, this is going to be our, our strongest uh, episode because we're well rested. We're we're good yeah. to go. We're in a relatively um, quiet spot. But by the time we hit the uh, the halfway point, we'll probably be uh, sounding like we're uh, we're seventy five. Yeah. Um, you know, barely coherently making a, a sentence what work movies together. Did we see today? Yeah, and 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 not really understanding or knowing what we saw, when we saw it, or. Uh, if we saw anything at all, it was all in our imagination. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to be better this year about making notes after I see films. Like, and in, also in, we've spread it out a little bit more. Like the first day, we don't like. I, I say this, but we we only have uh, three three P and I screenings. Might go do one public, so that's yeah. still four movies. But but, but that's that's <laughs> less than what we normally do, yeah, and we, we have some time between. Uh, the last one, yeah. and I, I have a public for a portrait of a lady on fire that evening, and then I you might, might see Cliff- it chapter two. Well, Clifton Hill, it chapter two. I'm going to see right before the festival tomorrow. Right, tomorrow night. So, so we'll also we'll probably an include that, that in a tiff. Roundup, I've seen it, so. but I can't talk about it yet because there's an embargo, embargo. on it. Okay, so we'll uh, we'll probably include that in our day one roundup. Yeah. Not Even tiff, though it's not a TIFF movie, but it's the only way that we'll be able to really But if you kinda... take the T and the I from TIFF and switch Ooh, it around... There you go. You can't spell TIFF without it. Exactly. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, this is the kind of stuff you'll be hearing a lot more yeah. of as we descend into madness. Yeah. So this show's going to be a little bit different. Um, I have show notes of what we were going to run through. We might talk about D23 a little bit later. Yeah. Um, just kind of briefly. Uh, there's a few trailers we can talk about that premiered at D23. and in the We last... know we're a little late on it because we we took a week off or or, or so but again like it was all getting ready for this and we had things to do over the long weekend like my brother's wedding which you came to the reception you and Nevis which I really appreciated it went very smoothly it was very nice Um, I had quite a lot of beer but I felt okay Yeah, a lot of uh, food was delicious a lot of meats a lot of sliders lots of uh, uh, eggs and seafood deviled deviled eggs yeah yeah. some oysters it was delicious it was great Nevis was in heaven yeah uh, she loves it um but yeah that was wonderful um other than that I, uh, what have you been watching i guess just kind of taking it easy before the festival seeing uh, yeah some, well, well, some press screenings and stuff like you've that ta- yeah and, and and you've talked about this before on, on on episodes where you know you'll go back to watch a movie and reevaluate it and think that maybe like oh not that i was wrong but maybe it just didn't work for me the first time i saw yeah. it um, so one movie that I uh, uh, recently rewatched because Kino Lorber sent me a copy of it, which actually played at TIFF back in 2011, was Yorgos Lanthimos's uh, Alps, okay. which was his follow-up to Dogtooth. Yeah. Um, I really like Dogtooth. Uh, it, it's, if you know his work, it's very depressing, but satirical and funny and, and kind of morbidly bleak. Um. With Alps, the story of a group of people that are paid by those who have lost loved ones and want to use them as so- sort of like a surrogate uh, in the grieving process and, and, and sort of, you know, get to say what they wanted to say before they passed away or didn't get to say when they're alive. It, it, it leads mm. to some very weird and kind of twisted moments in the film. And I think I appreciated it more watching it, you know 
without anything else to, to, to see in that evening or that, that afternoon. Like, cause I remember seeing Alps at TIFF and it was my third or fourth film okay. uh, at the festival. Of, of a day or yeah. just like, yeah. yeah. And I think with Yorgos, you need to really kind of space things out a little bit. Yeah, you can totally. hear the sirens right now. <laughs> the sirens uh, and a fountain. and like. But yeah, so Kino it. Lorber released a, a, a Blu-ray as we're talking about it uh, today. It's never been released on Blu-ray in North America before. That's cool. They also re-released Dogtooth. So if you're in the mood to catch up on uh, the Yorgos. favorite director uh, on some Yorgi, who actually has a short at TIFF this year. Right, I didn't realize that. Uh, with Matt so. Dillon. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, my brother got tickets for that one. Nice, nice. I would like to see that. Uh, for me, I haven't been watching all too much. I, uh, I've been keeping up with the Harry Potter stuff for Harry Potter in review with the kind of funny dudes. Uh, so I watched... Did you make a, 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 a Twitter joke recently about it as oh, well? I made lots of Twitter jokes. A lot of the times I'm inebriated when I'm watching them in one way or another, and then I come up with really dumb <laughs> tweets to follow along. So I watched Goblet of Fire, uh, which is okay. I think, like, it's bookended by some cool Voldemort stuff, but... Um, the whole Triwizard Tournament More is like... More like Baldi is It refines is great, man. Oh, yes. Um, Even noseless. Yeah. Um, the Triwizard Tournament is cool in concept. It's just... It almost just feels like uh, padding and things like that. Um, uh, <laughs> Eric pointed out a cool dog with some boots. <laughs> this is the content you get when we're recording outside. I think a lot of people take their dogs for walks here, I can see. Um, Goblet of Fire is fine. Um, I still enjoy it. And it's directed um, by Mike Newell, Mike and that Newell, has Robert yeah. Pattinson in it yes. too, right? Cedric Diggory. Um, so, yeah, it's it's okay. Uh, then I moved on to The Half-Blood Prince, which I think is better. Um, but I'm only about halfway through. I stayed up until way too late last night watching it um, and eventually had to be like, I got to go to bed. Yeah. So other than that, though, I've been pretty much taking it easy. Like, I feel like pre-fest and post-fest, I kind of, like, I haven't even seen Angel Has Fallen yet. Which and, is weird. Um, I mean, you, you can go to rogercv.com slash cinema scene for my review, but yeah, that's your jam. I know it is my jam, but, like, I've just... Uh, there's a couple things, just knowing how much we'll be in a movie theater the next 10 days. Right. It's just I needed to maybe not. Uh, I haven't had the motivation to really go out and see anything. Again, we saw a few things. One thing we can't talk about, another thing we can. We saw The Lighthouse, but um, we'll talk about our review of that in the in the first roundup. Um, but other than that, I've just been chilling. So, yeah. yeah. And if, uh, what about you? Other than uh, well, other than rewatching Alps, I caught a couple things. Uh, Criterion, uh, the Criterion Channel had um, they're they're ending some of their programming or, or some of their films. So yeah. I rewatched Harold and Maude, the Hal Ashby movie, which I really uh, enjoyed quite a bit. Um, other than that, uh, Angels Fallen, which I thought was total garbage, but. <laughs> I mean, the people that love the series, I think, will enjoy it. Although it's a little more dour than I thought it would be. Um, but, yeah, I mean, for the most part, I've been taking it easy other than screenings for work. Right. And that's about it. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, what the fuck do we do next? Staying at home, right? Staying at home, yeah. <laughs> um, this is a weird episode. Uh, staying at home. I had a couple picks there on my phone, which we are recording. Yes. Uh, I forget what I put in there. Let me pull it up. You talk. Do you have oh, any? Yeah, yeah, I do. So, um, I, mean, I mean, I mentioned Alps, uh, the Kino Lorber release um, of Yorgo Lanthimos' uh, follow-up to Dogtooth, which is also available on blu-ray now as well they released a, a version a few years ago but this is a re-release of Dogtooth. um then also uh book smart olivia wilde's book smart which you can go 
back to uh, Untitled Movie Reviews and listen to Matt and I talk about that. Uh, the Last Black Man in San Francisco, which is another review. No, we didn't review that on... Uh, no, we talked about it We talked it about on it on one show, of the regular shows. Because we saw it at much different times. Right, right, which like we both, I think, highly recommend uh, you take a look at and, and, and watch. I think it's one of the year's best. Um, Apocalypse Now on 4K. And... Um, we probably won't have time to talk about it, but during the festival, um, John Wick Chapter 3 uh, comes out, which we reviewed on, on the show. Even though I didn't love the movie, the first half an hour or so is pretty awesome. solid. And yeah. in 4K, I'm sure it's going to look great. Uh, cool. For me, uh, Brightburn, which just recently came out. I know it's not a great movie. I know you were kind of mixed Did on Did you watch it? it? I haven't yet watched okay. it, but I bought it because it was only $10 in 4K. Right. Which, I mean, less than a price of a movie ticket. So I picked that up. I picked up the Matrix trilogy, which was $20 in 4K, just because of the recent news about Matrix 4. And all three films are in 4K, Dolby, Dolby Vision, Dolby Atmos. And then also Apocalypse Now Final Cut, which literally just came out uh, in 4K, yeah. is $10. Yeah, and I should mention with the 4K release of Apocalypse Now, the physical media version, you're getting um, the Final Cut, uh, the Redux, the theatrical version, and Heart of Darkness. Yep, so this is the, the This is the ultimate edition. Yeah. Highly, highly recommend it for ten dollars on digital. Yeah. I know, like it's. I know it's more expensive on physical, and if you're a collector, definitely buy that or a, a purist. Um, but for ten dollars on iTunes right now, and you get all of that content, that's crazy. Yeah, four K Dolby Vision, Dolby Atmos is awesome. Um, so yeah, that's it for uh, talking or staying at home. On to talking trailers. Uh, we're flying through, and then we'll get to the TIFF stuff in yeah. twenty three. Um, not we, there's some D twenty three stuff, but um, TIFF specifically, I watched a couple trailers. Uh, you watched the trailer for the laundromat. I did. Yes. yes. Uh, not what I was expecting. I did not realize it was kind of a satire and dark comedy. Did right. you? Well, I mean, it was Scott C. Burns yeah. again, right? And yeah, I mean, like from the informant, yeah, right? and and side effects. So it's it's it looks like it's leaning closer on the the informant side of things in terms yes. of its humor and every time i hear gary oldman talk i think of noho Hank. yeah yeah same, um, same. but I, I mean i like the cast you were telling me though that uh, meryl streep plays two roles yeah and one might be like i, I don't want to talk about the movie really before i know myself until you actually see it because like there's been a lot online this past couple days because of venice and telluride about different films that are playing there and there's already been a uh it's been pretty quiet though with the long Dramatic. Like there hasn't been too much on it. I think it's a love it or hate it movie. Some from of the what other I've, films. Yeah, what have I've heard is that like if you're on board, I think you'll really dig it. But if you don't jive with like, this which is kind of like what the tone, informant was. Yeah, then you're just gonna hate every second of it. So I'm curious of where I will land uh, there. And then yeah, Meryl Streep uh, supposedly plays a character that might not be very PC, um, which. Again, I mean, Taika Waititi's playing Hitler in his movie, so I mean, like, I have to wait and see it for myself to see if it's... I don't know. It's right. just, she might and be in, like, subtle blackface is what oh, I've heard. Jesus. It's okay. just like... Um, um, we should also mention... Not subtle. That's not subtle at all. No, no, no. I didn't, that didn't come out, right? There's also she's... a new trailer for Jojo Rabbit, but we're yeah. not reviewing it because we're going to be seeing it soon. Yeah. So I mean, Laundromat kinda... could have been the same thing, yeah. but since it was the first trailer, I did watch it. Yeah, we were um, kind of curious. I watched the trailer for Two Popes, um, which looks good. Yeah. Um, yeah, like... Uh, Got good uh, buzz out of That's uh, why Tyler, I added right? it into my schedule. There was I did a, as well. Because uh, there was a gap where I think a P&I worked for us. Exactly, so, yeah. Yeah, um... So I threw it in there. So I think that'll happen over the next couple of days. It's like we'll hear 
good or bad things about certain movies and switch things around. Yeah. But, um, well, that's the other thing as well. Like, no matter how prepared you are and no matter how set your schedule is before the festival, it will change. Oh, yeah. It will change during the festival. So it, you have to be open to and, and, and okay with, you know, change. And, and over the years, I've gotten a little more used to that. I mean, at the first, I was very rigid where it's like, I have to follow this schedule to yeah. a T. And there's certain movies that I need to see no matter what. Right. But I kind of listen to people that I trust or I kind of see a consensus. And, I mean, as critics, we try to, like, again, I'm not going in with any... Um, uh, set kind of perceptions or expectations but it's just certain films like when you're seeing 40 40 plus films at the festival if i hear something's not so great i'd rather switch that for something that i might enjoy more so yeah or at least something you're you're you want to talk about yes exactly right and be a part of the discussion and the conversation Yeah, yeah um on to the d23 trailers i mean let's talk about all the i guess let's start with the disney plus stuff so uh, let's get, like, the live-action Disney stuff out of the way. I mean, we can kind of lump them all together. Well, this is just big in um, general. Like, it, 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 it was finally crazy, feels yeah. like... We know what it is. It is, <laughs> and like, it's becoming more of a reality, and, and I feel and like... More of a fleshed-out service of, like, what you're going yeah, to get. Yeah, and, and you can even sense that Netflix now is getting a little bit nervous because yeah. of them releasing, like, their, 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 their fall schedule. winter schedule yeah. and really emphasizing the Irishman specifically being yeah. a film that's about three and a half hours long yeah so so it should be a mini series yeah. maybe um so yeah it's the disney plus thing is crazy the price is crazy the service looks great um the content will probably be obviously hit or miss but um i mean disney has pretty good quality control when it comes to their stuff i mean the only thing i think that they've faltered with is maybe the uh, live action remakes, but that's or live action if you count Lion King, whatever the remakes. Which one um, of them does seem like they're kind of dumping it there? Which Lady is Lady and the, the Tramp. Tramp. Yeah, yeah, which I I do think the quality of the Lady of the Tramp trailer like teeters on that. Like, ooh, I could see this being. We're getting to that '90s territory of Disney where they the sequels were dumped onto VOD or whatever. Right. Not VOD back then on video. Um, but I still, it does have a theatrical quality to it. Like, it doesn't seem like, I could see this like Dumbo being released in theaters, but I also could see Dumbo being on Disney Plus, right? right? Now that the so, option's available. Yeah. Like, is Oliver and Company and the Great Mouse Detective no, those are live all action Disney remakes going to be Disney right? Plus? Yeah. yeah. You'll get the bigger ones like Hunchback of Notre Dame and things, and Hercules will probably be theatrical because they're more. But will they like, do Tarzan? It feels like. I feel like they probably will, yeah. See, I, I could see that being Disney Plus, though, weirdly, yeah, maybe. just because it's. It was done more recently with the Alexander Skarsgård one. Yeah, so so maybe you don't uh, risk that. But, um, yeah, the Lady in the Tramp trailer, fine. Like, again, these things, that I'll watch, and I'm glad it's on Disney+, Plus, so I don't really have to, like, go to the theater to see it. But do you Um, think that they'll screen that for for press, or do you think, like, they'll have, like, an account? Yeah, I mean, not getting too inside baseball over on our end, but we did find out that, like, what's happening with the Fox and Disney stuff on our side and that, like... The Disney Plus uh, PR is being handled by Disney Studios and, and an overarching Disney Fox kind of uh, group here in Canada. So I'll be curious if they'll send out like screener links uh, or if well, there'll be like a press account that you can right. Log well, into the way that Netflix does like, it, right, yeah. with some of their stuff. Yeah. So I mean, it'll be interesting. It seems like they are going to be doing PR for this stuff and it's going to be handled by the same team that does the theatrical stuff so it'll be interesting how that pans out 
um, especially with like episodes on a, it looks like they're doing a weekly, uh, schedule drop, which I'm thrilled with. I mean, people are being sarcastic jerks and being like, wow, we're back to television. Thanks guys. Like, right. Uh, but at least, like, I mean, again, it's also trying to be a little bit different from Netflix, right? Like it keeps you wanting to come back it's instead of television too, putting right? it off yeah. and saying like, oh, I can get to it anytime because it's all there. And I feel like that they're smart in the way. And I've been saying this for a little while too, of like, it keeps the conversation going for more than like a week or right. two weeks. Um, and it becomes event television. So you're like, oh shit, new episode of The Mandalorian is on on Sundays or whatever. And you know that everyone watches the same episode. And then Monday at work or Monday, whatever, we can all talk about it and be at the same spot. Because my biggest thing with other streaming services right now is like everyone watches them at a different pace. And people still might let them... Like, I don't know what you're going to do, but you might let them all bulk up and then event or for certain things, I'm right. sure. Certain things you might want to be it depends part of the conversation. Mean, right? like, yeah. it, it, like if the Mandalorian, like, you know, day one. And we might want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Then, and we, we might do that on, on the show and, yeah. and, and cover that stuff. And what I do also like about it is that so far it seems like all the shows are going to be in the single digits. So, like... Six to eight episodes, which is max. amazing. They're doing everything right right now. And right. I hate, like... Overpraising them because Disney they're a giant like, corporate yeah, overlord. Yeah, and things yeah. like that. But it's you're just like, man, I, I understand why you guys basically uh, own the world. Well, but- they're being really smart as well, and we'll get into this probably in a second with the Marvel stuff specifically because they're 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 making it a part of the overall timeline connecting to the films as well. Where it's like you don't necessarily have to watch the shows, but the shows will be a part of the continuity, which I think I feel important will entice you know maybe non-tv people like myself who, who i mean i like television but i don't watch it on on the way that some people binge watch it so it's like if you want to keep up with the rest of the marvel universe or have have this you know between uh marvel movies then you'll have all these shows, other shows yeah. available to you yeah so the other trailers uh we got a trailer for noel which is a christmas movie with bill Hader and anna kendrick looks cute um uh I mean, in the last week, we got Last Christmas. Bill Hader well. doesn't want to be Santa. Yeah. It, Anna like, Kendrick does. It looks you're pretty classic, like, yeah. kind of... Uh, well, it's also playing on, you know, young, like, but sexist stereotypes and yeah. stuff like that. Like, Anna Kendrick wants to do it, and it's like, but well... the son has, has to inherit to, yeah. it because it's Santa And he Claus doesn't want like, to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... He's too busy um, making Barry. I love both of them. Um, I think that's another perfect movie that's just kind of available to stream. I right. don't need to see that in a theater or anything. Um, Although I'm sure something like that would do well because it seems like holiday films in general just, you know, people get into that them. mood. Yeah. But, it, yeah, like, it, it, again, like, I think it's it's good to have something like that just on the streaming service. Yeah. So uh, I thought that looked cute. Um, on the National Geographic side, the world according to Jeff Goldblum <laughs> looks awesome. Right. Um it's just uh, there's a guy that I would just love to hang out with for hours on end, and it looks like that's kind of what we'll be able to do on this show. Um, to describe it, imagine like uh, it's just Jeff Goldblum so interested. Well, he says he's interested in these things, but it's a producer telling him he's interested in these things. Uh, but just being his uh, kind of eccentric self as he goes to learn about different things around the world. <laughs> right. So uh, were you into this or just Yeah, like, no, I mean, I, I think it's it's because of Jeff Goldblum. Like, it's, well, yeah. it's the personality. If it was just some generic host. Yeah. If it was Guy Fieri, I don't know why. Well, no, no, you be. would be. The world according, according to, to Guy, Guy Fieri. Fieri. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's going to be all personality based and like putting him in kind of interesting and new situations for him to try. And he does seem game for it and, and he'll bring his eccentricities 
two of those things, and I'm hoping for at least one or two fly jokes here and there. Hopefully. Well, it's a Disney movie now. Oh, yeah, technically David Cronenberg's The Fly is yeah. a Disney film. Yeah. My favorite Disney princess. <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, so super into that. And then we got uh, – am I missing anything before The Mandalorian? I don't think so. I don't so. think so. We got, so. like, High School, The Musical, The Musical, The Show, The Musical or something, <laughs> um, which, whatever. I have no interest in that. And but we'll it'll be big. It. I mean, like, that's the one thing that we, we, we don't talk a lot about or we, we don't do a lot of coverage on, but it is there, like – you, you see a lot of these um, High School Musical or the Disney Channel well, well the style Disney Channel style stuff, stuff which yeah. will be a part of, of yeah. Disney Plus where like a lot of these you know up and coming actors do do cut their teeth right yeah. like I mean the Zendayas and the Zac Efron's of the world Ryan Gosling Ryan Gosling Justin Timberlake yeah. I mean they all kind of started in the House of Mouse right yeah so um yeah, it's just not my thing. I never... The High School Musical movies were just too much for me. And uh, the concept is very meta in the sense of, like, it's a fictional document... So a mockumentary about a group of kids who go to the high school where High School Musical was filmed and they're putting on a show of High School Musical at the high school where High School Musical took place. But so, on a serious note, where does the Blair Witch come into yeah, play? who knows? <laughs> um, so I couldn't care less about that. There's a show with... Um, Kristen Bell called Encore where they're take I like the concept I don't I doubt I'll watch it but like they're bringing a uh, again the high school musical kind of uh, element of uh, sorry the drilling is on our end if you can hear that um, <laughs> listener it's actually on their end yeah um, where they're getting a, a a group of people who performed a show in high school together now in their adult lives back together to put on a show of I think Merrily We Roll Along actually is right it? yeah or is it is it Merrily We Roll I, Along I think at least one of them is yeah, I don't know yeah. if there's like multiple shows based which is on funny because of the news with uh, Richard, Richard Linklater, Linklater yeah we'll which, talk about that in a second in a second well. even though I haven't written any news down we'll just pull from whatever's in memory um, so that looked cool and then uh, the piece de resistance in this whole thing was the we finally got our first look at uh, sorry if the wind's bad guys we have no way to tell if it's really awful or not um, but the trailer for the Mandalorian dropped uh, and I was pleasantly surprised I didn't know what to expect but like it looks very cinematic it does very much feel like Star Wars it doesn't look cheap or anything which I never thought it would but there is that there's that stigma for I mean me and you too of like sometimes television just still looks like television you know right um and i didn't get that vibe here it really does feel like they're taking that and i think it's a smart way to go of taking the star wars story and now putting them on the disney plus with and flesh them out a little bit more instead of doing the solo movies right yeah and 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 having uh an extended running narrative for you know each whether it be an anthology series, because they they already announced as well that the Obi Wan that Obi Wan is coming, in the, yeah. and and there was rumors a while ago that it was going to be a film. But yeah, I think this is where the Star Wars stories will live, will thrive, and, yeah. and the Force will be with them. Yeah, and I um uh, we saw Carl Weathers in there, which is awesome. We saw Werner Herzog uh, Werner after Herzog his uh, time on Parks and Rec. Yeah, it is amazing. You know, he was spotted by a Disney local, and they yeah. bought, no, I'm just joking. Yeah, but um, there is that whole Disney joke in the yeah, Parks and Rec, yeah, right? and and you know we got to see IG uh, 11 11 I, wanna, IG I keep 11. on wanting to say IG 88 yeah. Taika um, Waititi voicing uh, IG 11 which is awesome yeah and then um, and then you have obviously you know people it, like John Favreau and Bryce Dallas Howard and Taika Waititi directing. all directing episodes and how many are there is it six, six six or eight six or eight yeah, six I think eight, so yeah. yeah which I think there might be eight but uh, either way perfect 
Um, Pedro Pascal, you don't really hear his voice at all or see his face, but some really cool uh, moments in the trailer of him just kind of. Uh, it looks doing a little bit more um, intense. Like there's one shot of guy being pulled sliced into in a, a door, yeah, <laughs> and then sliced in half, which is uh, interesting. The score was a little bit more synthy yeah. as well. It wasn't as orchestral as like a John Williams score, like which I thought was interesting because we've, I mean, every Star Wars movie has had that kind of classic Star Wars sound to it as well. Even if it wasn't, if it was Michael Giacchino or. Uh, who did the solo score? Thomas Newman? No, I, I think so. But there was yeah. there was a couple people. Someone that dropped I think, out, and yeah. Giacchino came in and like did a score in like a week or something. Um, but yeah, I'm super psyched about this, man. Like I, um, I think it looks awesome. And Werner Herzog as the villain is perfect, and uh, having Taika in there if he's just doing Korg, but <laughs> IG11 is awesome. So I'm really looking forward to this. Love the week to week format. It's confirmed to be in Canada on day one. On yep. November twelfth, so I'm just um, the only thing that would put it over the top for me is if we see Dengar. Yeah, I hope we get some stuff like that. This takes place in between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens, right? Correct. Um, so, boss, is that and right, Dengar. or is it between Solo and? I thought it was. No, it's after Return of the Jedi. Yeah, before the. Uh, after the Empire and before because it's the after First Boba Order, Fett, right? Yeah, like, yeah. that's like part yeah. of it where it's like it's after his run because he was like the most notorious no, bounty hunter yeah and now it might be this guy uh looking forward to it dude um any other trailers that we're missing i can't think of anything off the top of my head but um i'm sure there will be something i know that uh as we speak there's supposed to be a, a bad boys for life trailer yeah there dropping might, it might it'll be soon, up by the so. time you guys are listening to this but we'll so watch we it haven't after. seen it yet we uh, might briefly talk about it on one of our stupid recaps or yeah something. um I guess let's do news and then we'll go into our big or our TIFF preview or whatever we oh, want to you talk should, about. No, 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 no. Before we do that, we, we should also mention, we, we skipped it, was with uh, the Marvel shows. Yes, that's what I wanted to talk about. Oh, okay. News. I thought you were just Because we were in the trailer in the, element. In the, okay. So, like, sticking with D23. Yeah. So, uh, in the Marvel showcase, or actually, no, the last thing, Star Wars, the Episode Nine brief uh, uh, kind of trailer we got, which was more of a, uh, like, Skywalker Saga trailer uh, with about... 20 seconds of new footage or something right. like that which you got like Ray yeah, goes dark yeah we got dark Ray and then we got uh, the crew going to what looked like some sort of uh, like festival like uh, like Coachella <laughs> something space Coachella <laughs> um, and then uh, we got Ray and Star Kylo, Wars Woodstock yeah Ky- Kylo Ren and Ray fighting on the Death Star in the water which was pretty dope and then we got the uh, the money shot at the end of Ray uh, fucking with a double like uh, uh, Darth Maul style lightsaber, which is what I've been asking for, which is super dope. Um, what that means, I mean, JJ obviously very good at misdirection. Um, is it a vision? There's a cool clone theory going around, which I actually kind of buy into. Um, I mean, they've already used clones. and uh, they could be bringing everything together there. Um, I could see Ray because of going back and being like, well, this doesn't cancel anything in Last Jedi, of her being a nobody or her parents being no one, and that could legitimately being like your parents are no one. You were literally created as a clone of whether it's a clone of Luke or a clone of um, of the Emperor or, or someone. like or a, Dengar. A, a, a clone of female Dengar. 
Um, but I could see her being like, well, we created many of you. That's why you're a no one. And like, you were the only one that got away because we fucking murked everyone else. Right. And it, and it also could be like, you were the last of the clones because that's when we decided just to take children at a young age, like Finn, right? Yeah, exactly. So maybe there was one other one that was, uh, raised by the emperor to be a dark ray kind of thing. Yeah. That, That could be like a Sith ray. And I think that could throw people for a loop. Um, is that too obvious? Maybe, but... Um, Jimmy Ray? But not... I don't know. I think that would be actually kind of cool, and I'd be into that. So I love the double-sided lightsaber, which we haven't seen since Maul, and uh, kind of brings everything back. And it looks like it really will be, like, a greatest hits of the whole series, right? And bringing back right. elements from all of it. Yeah, so. and it seems like they're... I mean, with that trailer there or that commercial they're really playing up that this is the end of you know these uh, nine films yeah yeah what 40 year arc yeah so yeah so i i thought that end shot is dope and i can't wait to not see anything else until the release date hopefully right but, yeah super excited um all right moving on to news there's a bee there god damn it i am terrified of bees um but they should be harmless <laughs> this is what you get in this podcast we're sitting by some like uh beautiful flowers actually um so moving on to news yeah the kevin feige came out and did a presentation both at the disney plus panel and at the disney studios panel uh we can stick with the disney plus stuff he announced three new shows already in phase four um so we're now getting a um we're getting a ms marvel show yep as a spinoff from captain marvel uh, for those uh, uh, of you who don't know who Ms. Marvel is, uh, first Muslim superhero, which is awesome. Um, uh, I don't it sort know. of takes over, I think, for Captain Marvel, yes. right, when, she, when she's gone. She might be Earth Captain Marvel, yeah. essentially, right? Where Captain Marvel might be more cosmic, but Ms. Marvel might be more Earthbound, um, which is awesome. That's fantastic. And then they said, like, she'll start in her own series to introduce that character, and she will move over to the cinematic MCU right. and things like that. Well, and, and I mean, they're also going to be referencing, you know, Captain Marvel probably in um, WandaVision, right? Because um, Maria Rambo's yeah, daughter, daughter yeah. a grown up version of her daughter, uh, is uh, in WandaVision. Um, they also announced a Moon Knight series, which is awesome. Um, Moon Knight. Uh, now he's, he's an Egyptian superhero? You know what? I don't know exactly his origins. I think he has multiple, like, split personalities. And um, I read a little bit of Moon Knight when they relaunched the character, but it was, like, I want to say, like, eight or nine years ago now. He wears kind of um, like a gray uh, cowl, right? Yes, like, kind of like a, yeah, like, imagine he's sort of like Bat. Not Batman's a, a bad way well, to... Well, it's Iron Man. Uh, yeah, whatever. But uh, I'm I'm curious to see how they do Moon Knight. Uh, looking forward to that. I got to read more about the character. What's good about all this stuff is, like, I know a little bit about each of these, and then the these really flesh out. Um, and we kind of knew that both Ms. Marvel and Moonlight were going to show up in some form or another. The one yeah. that I was, I think, most surprised with was She-Hulk. <laughs> yeah, that's the third Because show. it's like they haven't mentioned Betty Ross at all since Mark Ruffalo. But I don't think it's going to be Betty Ross. Like, She-Hulk isn't Betty oh, Ross. Oh, it's not? No, I thought it was. I don't think so. Okay. 
I could be wrong and correct us if we're if wrong. Well, you're the comic but, book like, guy, so I'll take your I word for it. I don't think uh, Betty Ross is. She might become a different, like, She-Hulk or something, okay. but I don't think I've, it's Because I'd always wondered, like, what happened to her, especially when, like, yeah. you, you brought back She's General the only Ross one that, well. like, you, like Liv Tyler's the only one that you didn't bring back, yeah. right? Like, out of pretty much everyone. Um, I think this is a way to continue using Mark Ruffalo without, like... Um, like he always has to be a secondary character, right? If they want to use him, because Universal still has the theatrical rights to the Hulk character. Yeah. So he, the only time the MCU is allowed to use him is, uh, well, Disney is allowed to use him is if he's a not the main character, if he's in a part of an ensemble. So I'm assuming Ruffalo will. And be- that character works best as a part of an ensemble yeah. and not, you know, as an individual marquee character, as we've seen with both. Of the Universal releases with yeah. the Louis Leterrier and uh, Ang Lee movies. Yeah, so I think uh, that's how you continue to use Ruffalo here, and um, he'll be an integral part of this show, much like uh, uh, Hawkeye and things like that, like training a new. I mean, it's just getting different versions of these characters to continue moving on, right? Right, and you can throw um, them in, if they're popular enough, you can throw them in the mix for, you know, team movies, right? Yeah. Like, when they have to work together on something or an, or another um, Avengers film down the line. Like, it's actually shorthand in a lot of ways because you don't have to do, you know, two or three films to build up to another uh, team movie. You can, you can do the do movies. Six hours, you right? can do six hours for, you know, some of the supporting roles and then do a couple of movies for the bigger established characters yeah. and then mix be and there match. a lot quicker, yeah. right? And mix so, and match. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, three surprising announcements because especially because Feige said that um, his that was phase four in a nutshell the the announcements at uh comic-con so yeah three more i don't oh, know and when they we'll also announced those. black panther's release date black of Panther may 2021 yeah okay. uh as well as some more details about wandavision and uh did they were that cast announcements at comic-con or here with um katherine hahn as well as i mean i think it was here wasn't it you mean Gemma chan no i'm talking about wandavision Oh, okay. Yeah, no, no, no. So, oh, yeah. No, uh, Catherine Hahn was Comic-Con. Okay. Gemma Chan and, and uh, Kit Harrington And uh, Barry Keogh. No, Barry Keogh was announced oh, okay. before. But he showed up here. Anyways, yes. they're all over the place. So, no, no. They, so, uh, Gemma Chan was confirmed to be playing a new character because yeah. she's already been in Captain Marvel. Yeah. So, this is where it's getting confusing now. But she was green now. in that movie. Uh, so. Blue, I think. Or blue or whatever. Um, and now she's playing the lead, I think, of the Eternals, uh, Cersei, not to be mixed up with so, Game of Thrones Cersei. Who is Cersei falls in love with the Black Knight, who is who's being playing, played by Kit Harington. And I think what they're trying to do with Black Knight is they're going to put him in multiple movies. Yeah, it looks like. Because he's, he's not be an one Eternal. Of the, yeah, he's a human character in the Eternals that falls in love with Cersei, I believe. Yeah. So that's the human connection with the Eternals. So, um... It'd yeah, be a good I mean, subtitle. A the couple, Human Connection. A couple Game of Thrones alumni in there, some Stark brothers. You got that cast is crazy. I don't know what the hell to expect from that movie, but I don't know either. Um, and it's gonna, and it really is going to be truly the first of Phase Four because I feel Black Widow is almost still a part of 
phase three or a Unless bit of there's a, some crazy revelation. Yeah, in it, but like that. I mean, I'm sure there will be some sort of connective some setup for someone else in phase four from. Yeah, that movie. like maybe Black Knight will show well, up there I bet as you well. Florence Pugh will probably be new Black Widow, right? Like, right. it's just or David Harbor will show up again at the, some point, yeah, right? Yeah, so. I think that's why you're doing something like that because those characters will show up in the future. Um, so yeah, other than that, uh, on the Marvel side of things, they yeah they gave a few more details and like sizzle reels about some of the shows and things like that. And uh, on the movie side of things, Black Panther was only, uh, and then they showed the same clip from Black Widow, and then there was the Eternals news. So um, pretty cool stuff. Disney literally taking over the world. Yep. Uh, so we'll see, man. Uh, I mean, I love Marvel and I love Star Wars, so I'm I'm a happy guy. But um, you just hope that it all works out for everyone in the industry. Hopefully, thrives instead of kind of just becomes engulfed by one studio, mega corporation. Yeah, you still hope. Like I still go back to. I mean, the Taika stuff gives me hope in the sense where the one for you one for me mentality which we've talked about with the fox searchlight stuff so i hope that continues with disney um, yeah well and i was also just seeing that i mean it, it was made before the merger but seeing the trailer for uh the guillermo del toro produced scott antlers, Cooper directed yeah. antlers and it's like yeah this is not a disney movie <laughs> well that's the weird shit fox with green light right yeah but like i don't think i don't think we'll get a ton of that stuff i hope this noise isn't too much guys sorry um i promise we this wasn't when we started but um i mean it is it's tiff baby we're right in the middle yeah. of it um yeah i i don't know man we'll have to see it's gonna like be I, yeah i do hope that there is room for them to green light those movies at least at searchlight because I, I, to be honest i don't think we'll get as many um you know a cure for wellness or ad astras no. anymore like they're gonna want to play it as safe calculated um and is uh, they're, they're going to want to be, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, sanitary as possible and, and sort of yeah. uh, making everything uh, the big, unison. What, the shitty thing about that, though, is that they have the money to take risks. Like, right. it's not that big of a deal if something doesn't work out. Yeah. At least you're kind of, I'm hoping they still let people be weird and let filmmakers be filmmakers when it comes to using Searchlight and, and Fox for that kind of stuff. But, but it's also so weird, like something like The Lion King, which made you know all the money in the world and yet like it had no f- real footprint yeah cultural impact yeah. right because it had a cultural impact in the 90s yeah it's just rinse and repeat right so uh i don't know we'll see uh all right uh i think that any other like news pieces well, we should mention richard linklater, linklater. Yeah. yeah uh what are your thoughts on this so if people don't know uh, it was announced this week that richard linklater is uh going back to what he did with uh, boyhood and trying out, uh, he's doing an adaptation of Sondheim's, right? Sondheim's yeah. Merrily We Roll Along, um, spanning 20 years. So he is going to be recording. Recording. Uh, uh, recording. A shooting and, uh, and developing this film over the span of 20 years. So he's going to be uh, doing what he did in Boyhood and shooting little bits and pieces each year or maybe every couple years or something like that. Yeah. Depending on the age of the character. Shooting it in reverse order because if, uh, if you guys haven't seen Merrily We Roll Along, um, it starts off as the actors are older and then as the movie goes on, it shows them when they're younger getting started in Hollywood and things like that. Um, starring uh, a couple people he's worked with before and some new ones. Ironically, Beanie Feldstein, 
uh, is going to be in the movie, which Lady Bird actually had barely we roll along in right. Lady Bird, right? And so yeah. that's funny. I just don't um, understand my vision. The other lead is going to be Ben Platt. Um, and then you have Blake Jenner, who is in yeah. Everybody Wants Some. Who Those are the three cast members they have announced right now who now have a job for the next 20 years. Right. Um, that is playing the long game. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this? Well, I know you specifically have mentioned, like, why I not mean, I've just... I've shit-talked Boyhood a yeah, lot. So. But you do love the before movies, yeah. and you can definitely tell, like, every time that, you know, both Link, well, Linklater, Hawk, and, and Delpy, when they got back together like time was necessary to take between them because they actually could grow and change and bring yeah. their own personal perspective to the script and, and I think hash that it works out. in the before movies I just I know didn't, you didn't like boyhood and that's I just the thing. thought it relied on that gimmick too much where I felt the movie very I don't know pedantic well that's the thing though with, okay with, with boyhood I understand where you're coming from I, I loved boyhood though but with this, at least it has a script or a story to follow. Right. So within that context, he has a, a through line. So he can build on his kind of hangout style within Sodaheim's um, play. Mm -hmm. So at least with this, we'll get to see something that has, you know, a, 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 a direction to it. And it won't just necessarily be you know, uh, vignettes or moments in, in, in one kid's life, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think that might be worthwhile. And, and again, like, it's not really going to be something that will necessarily take up a lot of time in terms of filming, like, each a couple year. of scenes yeah. here and there each year. And Linklater will probably make, you know, in between... Uh, between now and, and 20 ten years films. from now, 10 films, <laughs> if we're still alive yeah, by then. Like, yeah. Who if knows the where the world will be, or, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm curious about it. I, th I think, like, I appreciate that Linklater, the, the, one of the big themes he's been wrestling with with Boyhood and the before movies the is how... The passage of time. The passage of time and how people change, yeah. but movies don't. Right. And mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see how, you know, when we get there how these characters and these actors and this filmmaker changed over the, the next 20 years and how we changed. I wonder if he'll shoot it on film or something just to keep it, like, consistent because film won't change, but a digital, I feel like, unless you just use the same, you choose now what you're going to shoot on and try to keep it, or maybe he'll let it have slightly different looks based on right, camera depending technology. On, like, future, well, it's, even though it's... It, it's 20 years it's period based right yeah, like it's I think the, so. the 1980s I think so maybe shooting it on film might be a better idea right. but who knows if Kodak will still be printing I know there's that whole thing where they almost stopped printing film but then Christopher I feel like Nol Tarantino Nolan and, Nolan Tarantino and Paul Thomas in. Anderson yeah. will have like a bunker full of yeah they'll buy Kodak, Kodak. yeah and they'll be like hey Richard hey, yeah, hey Dick we got you we got you, <laughs> we got you bruh um yeah for me I just don't know if the risk uh is but it's not a effort. risk, though. I don't think it's 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 a risk. I think like this. What is... happens if a cast member dies in ten years? What happens if one of them does something horrible? Uh, that's going to be more distracting to me if you now need to recast someone ten years in than if you just fucking casted older actors at the beginning. And is the payoff going to be worth twenty years? Like, is it really going well, we to make really a difference? We can't really comment on that until we see it. Right? I understand, but even from uh, I know he's not doing it for the money, and they're not no. doing it to make a billion dollars at the box office. He's doing it more because it's an interesting artistic kind of choice uh, experiment yeah. or choice. And I understand that, but 
to me, it's just like there's too many things that could go wrong. Sure, I mean, quotes, we joke that the world could like, end, but like, yeah. I, I understand what, what you're talking about. There are so many factors between now and when, when's it scheduled? 2039 or 2040. 2040. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like, that's life. Yeah, I, I mean, know. that's what life that's is, part of it, yeah. right? But it, uh, to me, it's just like, I don't know. I, I, I hope everything goes smoothly and I, I'd be excited. It's, again, something that we probably have never seen done in a film before, right? right. Um, I just hope that Linklater gets to make the film he wants to make. And that's yeah. that's my biggest concern. I mean, concern. he could die. I mean, but that's less of a, a concern to me because someone else could, obviously, he'll leave very detailed notes and instructions. I mean, we've seen that happen right. before. Like I think he'll be fine, though. I think he'll he'll, seven, he'll make it to 79. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, I'm sure he will. He, but he, again, you never know. Inter- interviewing like, him, he seemed like a very um, young yeah. man. Yeah. But uh, to me, it's just like you never know. So then to me, it's more of a distraction if you now need to recast one of the actors halfway through the movie. I would say if, um, if, Linklater, if something happened to Linklater, that would be the problem. But I Really? Because I, I feel the opposite. I feel like if one of the actors dies or something. Which is really I'm weird because they're young them. It's people. not Final Destination. <laughs> yeah, I know, but you never fucking know. I know, but... I, I, I have no doubt all of them will make it until they're... 50s or whatever they are because they're all in their 30s right now yeah, right? or late 20s, late 20s. Um, I mean we'll be fucking 50 by the time this movie comes I out I know good lord we'll be going um, for uh, uh, what, what do you call it the I don't know you're squeezing your hand like I'm supposed to know what that means like we're going oh uh, like oh cough cough into my hand yeah. is that what you're I don't saying? know why I'm, I'm blanking <laughs> like, on the term for it I, I don't know like, is it fucking I don't know when the doctor needs to check your uh, privates um, prostate exam there you yeah, go yeah sure cool. I shouted yes. that out <laughs> no one cares <laughs> come to the for the prostate content like we'll, we'll be doing that regularly when, when we're in our can't 50s can't wait can't wait and then we'll be going straight to a matinee of the new Linklater movie at Landmark and Whippy if it's still merrily around. we shall go um, alright any other news that you wanted to talk about I can't just, think of anything that's tip. sort of important right now like i'm sure there'll be stuff that we'll mention during the festival as as we go through but yeah i mean i think we covered the main stuff the d23 stuff the richard linklater i think is a big deal yeah um agreed yeah collider broke that we should probably just mention yeah for sure Uh, shout out to them uh okay let's get into our uh i mean the biggest news of uh i mean if you're from toronto or even in the film world right now it's festival season is uh Fully on, so we yep we we we're we're you know like we went to the Hyatt this morning to pick up our our badges. You can see advertisements and posters and everything is ready to go. Well, almost um, yeah yeah. I mean, well, we're sitting in a place where you know construction is being, uh, you know construction is putting stuff carpet. together. Yeah, yeah, so it's it's here. Yeah, it is, man. And then Venice and Telluride was this past weekend. We're not going to talk about them because we didn't go to those. <laughs> Fuck those guys. Uh, and I've tr- been trying to stay somewhat dark on everything. I mean, right. although it's pretty hard to avoid the conversation on some of these well, movies. Well, especially with but, hyperbole as well. Like, it's yeah. just like, it's it's there. Oh, we're guilty and, of that, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, 
Um, and we will be guilty of that in the next 10 days. But, but I hope that we don't say, like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever, blah, 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 blah. But, uh, again, like... We rarely do that. No. I mean, if anything, we're too middling on things. Right. We're too cautious of being like, yeah, it was good. Yeah. Um, Cautiously but, optimistic. But we'll see. I, you get in that festival bubble, and that's why I like re-watching things but after. I like TIFF but, so much. And nothing against, like, I mean, we've, we've only really done... I mean, you have so more more so than I, but New York, and we haven't really had a lot of other festival experiences. But the thing I love about TIFF so much more than than you know coverage of other festivals is you're getting both um, a press and, and public, public point of view, yeah. and so you're you're getting to see like what movies will actually work and, and not necessarily that everything does because you'll see lines for films that you wouldn't see lines yeah. for this when they the get released. This is the most people that will yeah, be going yeah. to see this movie. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, most... I think TIFF has done a better job recently of uh, programming or not programming some, like, trash stuff of, like... Well, just not even some, trash, but just, just programming excess. Yes, like, just sorry. Programming way of putting it, yeah. A, more than they need to. Like, you don't need to have... Like, you've got some... But there was some, like, direct-to-VOD stuff before where yeah, you're yeah. just, and, like... Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure there's going to be some stuff that's in the lineup that's not great or stuff that we, we won't like, but... At least they're they're trying to be more considerate Selective. and and yeah and, and 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 at the same time also pick a wide variety still because you can you can still have you know those movies that you know the public wants to see there's still I mean Joker's playing and hustlers and things like that so you know that's those movies are going to draw a crowd I mean um, this morning overhearing at uh, the box office that movies like. Bad Education and How to Build a Girl with Beanie Feldstein are off sale and Parasite too. Yeah, that, you know, those like, are different because that is a little like from the press and industry side of things. So but it's even weird, the like, single tickets are off like they're off well. sale. Yeah, yeah. yeah which and is the Lighthouse. The Lighthouse is the one that has been like sold out since uh, you know the the single tickets went up. Which is cool. I'm glad to see that. Like, uh, yeah. No, I, I don't know if it's because of Robert Pattinson fans specifically, which I'm sure it is. But it'll be interesting to see how many people <laughs> stay during the screening. Yeah, that'll be interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah, that will be very, very interesting. But that, I mean, that would have happened with High Life last year and different things too, right? Right. Which I think is a more difficult movie to get through than The Lighthouse. Um, not saying one is better than the other, but. Um, yeah, dude, it's it's always my favorite time of the year. It's fun to see the city kind of get taken over by this, even though we're, like, at the... It's nice being local, so we can kind of get the badge pickup out of the way, kind of start easing into the festival. Um, oh, there's a dog over there peeing or <laughs> pooping. And he's got a Toronto Raptors uh, jersey on. Jersey on. Nice. Oh, oh there he adorable is. guy. Hey, buddy. Um, a, a cute dog just walked by us. Um... Yeah, so it's it's awesome. It's my favorite time of the year. It's uh, again, it's the calm before the storm right now. So, uh, but yeah, I don't really have a setup of like what we want to preview. I mean, we have I have about forty films. You have about fifty, correct? Yeah, like total by the end of it, if we see everything. Yes, and and um, then on top of that, um, going into the festival as we're recording now, um, I will have seen five movies pre-tip. Yeah, you will have seen two, three, three. Because we're seeing one more today. Right. Uh, and that'll be three pre-fest. I can talk about, yeah, I, like I mentioned, we can talk about Lighthouse, but we'll do a full review of it. Um, what happens to me every year at TIFF, which I, I try, it, I, you, expectations and things like that, it's hard to get that out, which is why I like re-watching a film after the festival, because I felt like the since I started doing TIFF, um, I... Uh, 
I always kick off the festival with some can stuff, right? Yeah. And there's some kind of... And we kind of have that can Sundance heavy that first day. Those first two days are usually yeah. like a lot of can and Sundance stuff. But then they um, schedule everything in those two on days. those two days. <laughs> it's like, it's strange, like something like, like Parasite only has the one that can That happens on? every year with like the Palm d'Or or like one of the... Uh, um, big can movies usually has like one public showing and like two or two public showings one press screening and it's like difficult to kind of fit everything in but and it has been like parasite has been selling out everywhere not just like other I know, festivals yeah i know we said like we that. weren't going to talk about telluride but i mean they had to turn away a whole people. bunch of yeah. people yeah so those people will probably also be coming here maybe a lot of them and uh luckily we and that's both, amazing for a film that's already out on blu-ray and yeah. online in south korea because yeah, yeah. it played earlier this year there yeah. we both have tickets to the first public the premiere yeah it, ryerson which, is, yeah. which should be fun um but yeah anyways getting back to the, like the can thing is like i always kick it off with a can film and i'm always disappointed and right. without fail so that's a little bit of a spoiler of what i felt about the lighthouse um but will but, you be doubly disappointed because you uh les mis also played yeah uh, can, i mean so officially yeah so we'll see i mean a lot of the stuff uh with honey boy we have on day one as well the report, the report. i might go see clifton hill that evening we'll see um, anyways, what are you super like? What are you excited for? What do you like? Look, at, what is your most anticipated? Couple well, I, I, I think Parasite is the one yeah. that I, I'm really excited about because I mean I'm a big Bong Joon Ho fan. Everything that uh, Nevis has told me about yeah. has excited me. So that is that is the one that I'm really uh, most adamant about. But it's weird. Over the years, like I used to have like those films where I needed to see or right be, away. Like, super disappointed. Yeah, like yeah. I, like I remember the year of Black Swan. I like, thought the same movie man right yeah. like i i needed to I was see like, that I need right to away get in there. And, and like we're seeing a natalie portman fox searchlight movie this year with with lucy in the sky and i'm excited about it but it's like we'll get there you know yeah. like like we're we're good we're we're good and i think that's just because again we're getting to that age now where we've done this enough times yeah and like and, and i don't want to embarrass him or anything but like we were talking to a, a friend of ours a colleague of ours uh, ben Shane and and he is very um, excited. He's us ten and, years and, and, ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and seeing that kind of excited me more than actually totally. some of the movies because yeah. to me it felt like I know I I totally get where you're coming yeah. from and and you're gonna have a great time. You don't need to worry about the yeah. don't sweat the small stuff. Just just take it all in. Yeah, exactly. And I think uh, I felt the same way. I mean, and and, and Ben's awesome and. Uh, uh, it's fun talking to him because of that excitement. I think we're both still excited too. It is still our favorite time of the year, but I just feel like, yeah, we've eased up a little bit on like I need to see every. I mean, we still probably will see everything. Yeah, and I, well, I we'll try take to it as everything. it comes along, and and yeah. and I think what we'll be excited about is to tell people what we loved or what we didn't like, and and yeah. and actually report every day. You know, during the festival, and say, "Hey, like this is the movie that you should have marked on your calendar when it comes out, or this is a film that um, I hope gets distribution uh, during the festival and picked up for for late this year or early next year." And and I think that's what we're we're most excited about is to share that with people this year on uh, on a podcast. Yeah, I agree completely. And it, and doing the daily roundups and talking about every movie is going to be exciting because like usually we do that together, right? Yeah, and like. And or I think it'll help me actually retain what I really liked and right. didn't it's, like. Right, it, it is basically like taking um, notes. Yeah, right? it is. Like, yeah, because we'll be doing this every day, and they'll be like at different times and whenever we can find time to record. But yeah, I'd say Parasite's up there. I'm excited for Jojo Rabbit because um, I love which Taika. is getting its world premiere um, at TIFF, right? Well, it did. Um, 
I think either Telluride. It maybe. didn't do Telluride. No, it didn't. So nope. yeah, I guess it is. And it didn't do Venice either. Someone else was just talking about that. People were going ape shit for it. I wonder where. I don't know. Whatever. Um, super excited for that. Um, I mean, the big stuff, obviously, the, like you mentioned, like the stuff that comes out in October, November, but I still really do want to see. So I grabbed tickets for Motherless Brooklyn, but that's December, right? November. Or November. Uh, I grabbed a ticket for that, for public stuff. What excites me after doing P&I, or, and those of you that are interested in doing either industry or press, if you're listening to this, it is the best way to do the festival if you're... I mean, I know we're in a privileged position, whether it's, it's thank you, Tiff, giving us one and, and both of us doing industry for so many years, too. Um, but if you can, if you have, if you work in the industry, I definitely suggest getting an industry badge. It's like uh, you do have to see a lot at Scotiabank, um, but there are Tiff uh, uh, Lightbox press screenings, and then you do get some press uh, public tickets at certain badge levels so uh, definitely even if you don't get public tickets try to maybe grab a few public shows as well if you do industry or if you're doing a public um, version of the festival too doing trying to avoid you know the, the multiplexes and things like that seeing theater I try to see a movie in each theater every year like I'm glad and, this and year we, I mean you specifically have been nerding out with like the aspect, aspect ratios yeah. and where to go I and gave see up them on and... that pretty quick but I tried at my best right. so like something like Parasite I was like you know what it's in two four or uh, Cinemascope I want to see that in a theater uh, switching to something like Emma or Emma I forget how to Emma, yeah. Emma. Um, that's uh, I'm like okay I want to see that at a public venue because the uh, proper masking and things like that so there's uh, however you want to do the festival you're not going to go wrong right. but um, going to see something like I try to see I try to hit up Princess of Wales Elgin Winter Garden Ryerson um, as the big venues of trying to see at least one film at yeah. each venue because it's like, the only time of year we of really we, we go to yeah. those theaters and I mean the Elgin and Winter Garden aren't the greatest seat wise yeah sure but they're beautiful theaters yeah. and you're going to have a, it's, it's, it's worth a the price of admission yeah. and it's and it is a really wonderful experience and I think one of the great experiences that we had um, just a couple of years ago was seeing the shape of water uh, at, at the, the Elgin, Elgin yeah. and then you know having the theater showcased in the movie which is awesome yeah it's it's such a weird experience halloween at midnight at the elgin in winter garden yeah. was a cool experience anything at ryerson is always a blast i'm excited um, about knives out as well because there's another one that is i think it's a it's a world premiere here yes yes it is um, a world premiere, and yeah. that's going to be one that's going to really with two thousand people at yeah Nova, at princess of wales yeah you know hook the audience like yeah. it's really going to have everybody like, like i feel like that's going to have the 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 greatest amount of energy in the room and you're going to really be in to it and and it's a murder mystery so people will be engaged by that yeah i'm very excited for knives out at princess of wales we're both going to the premiere of that I which think is awesome yeah is that what your early <laughs> no, call I just, is no, no, just, i don't know who my early call would be but like uh, i just love don johnson i love so. don johnson too but i'm super excited for that i love ryan johnson i mean some great great filmmakers at the fest very curious about motherless brooklyn we didn't talk about the trailer for that I mean, we can talk about it a little bit now. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it looks okay. I'm I'm still nervous about cautiously doing the yeah. Tourette's thing, but yeah. he. I mean, the narrative has already been sort of written that he's been working on this book for adapting this book by Jonathan Litham for 19 years now. Um, he changed uh, the period because it took place when the book was released, which was in the late 90s. Um, and now it's been transported back to the 1950s, which I think actually works for the film. Because, I mean, it, it was a neo-noir. So it took place in a modern time yeah. when the book came out. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, yeah, I'm cautiously optimistic, I guess. Like, and it would be um, nice to see Bruce Willis actually give a good performance again. Will it happen? We'll I see. hope so. I mean, with someone like Ed Norton directing him, I think that there's a a good chance we'll get a decent performance from right. Bruce Willis. And, you, and, and again, like it feels like a lot of people that he's worked with before are, you know, he's asked for favors like, you know, Willis being in Moonrise Kingdom and, and, and Willem Dafoe with Grand Budapest Hotel and, and what have you. So. Yeah. Uh, super psyched about that. Any kind of hidden gems or movies that aren't big mainstream ones that... Uh... I'm curious about a film called Beanpole, which played at the Cannes Film Festival. It's a post-Leningrad uh, Soviet Union movie that's supposed to be uh, really, really well done, but also extremely depressing. And it weirdly, I mean, maybe not weirdly, it hasn't been picked up distribution-wise, but the reviews have been so strong for it coming out of out of Cannes. So something like that I'm very curious about. And again, I'm, I'm happy that I've made time for that movie because it doesn't have distribution and this might be the only chance I get to see it ever. Right, so, in a theater. So, so, yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, uh, Nevis recommended to me uh, or to us to go and see a film called Adam, Adam yeah. which I put on my list. So stuff like that. I don't like have that. it in there, but did you do P&I or public? Uh, I think it's a pub- public, public in the second yeah. half. Okay, cool. I'll have to take um, a look. Yeah. Um, what's Adam about? I'd have to yeah. look no, on okay. the sheet. But, but again, okay. like... But Nevis recommended it. Yeah, so, yeah. so. For me... Um, I think one that you had on your schedule, which I copied you, was The Giant. That oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Small yeah. Town America, where right. it's almost like, a, again, a murder, murder mystery. mystery. Yeah, yeah. it seemed like kind of a cool idea, and it's yeah. in the contemporary world cinema. Um, um, a film that I actually, like, I've seen, and I think, I, yeah, I can talk about it, because it played at, at Cannes, um, that I think a lot of people will kind of gravitate towards once maybe it's played its first public screening, um, is the climb? Yeah, I wanted to maybe try and fit it in my schedule. Which but, Im- imagine do you think I would like it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's it's basically it's a bro comedy. Okay. <laughs> but done in a kind of French twist style. And that sounds definitely and my shit. A, yeah. A ton of long takes. Yeah. It's very. I don't want to say lived in, but like it, it just feels like real people. Although the one guy, the director and the co-star, because it, it's based on a short that this uh, this one filmmaker did. Um, uh, a few years ago uh, looks a lot like Oscar I said he looks like Oscar Isaac but Oscar Isaac if he swallowed Casey Affleck's voice Jesus um, okay and and I would recommend that one to people because I was pleasantly surprised it's extremely funny uh, it's weird at times and it's done in a way like it's it's a great movie about friendship but friendship that is complicated and complex as you hear hammering on yeah. our end uh, that sounds cool, man. Like I, I, uh, I remember you talking about it, and I'm like, ah, oh, damn, I don't. Sorry, I'm trying to log into my Tiffer. Um, uh, I do want to try and add it onto my schedule, so I'm gonna look after we record this and uh, probably. Do and it that. was weird because I, I thought it was weird that it was playing in the contemporary world cinema uh, section, but it made sense watching it because of its influences. Right. Um, and I guess I mean it still is. An international movie playing at a Canadian festival. Yes, yeah. Um, I am excited for Honey Boy, which we see day one. Yep. Which got good reviews. My I, brother I was, uh, Kyle actually bought a yeah, single ticket. To I'm that. always fascinated by Shia LaBeouf, and like I've, I mean, we grew up with him, right? So it's even just Stevens like, and yeah, moving into his film career and things like that. So I really dug the trailer, and it got great reviews. So I'm excited for that. Uh, I'm just kind of scrolling through uh, my Tiffer right now. I hope this sounds good. Oh. Um, Actually, uh, Waves, I'm actually, yes, it's one of my yeah. most anticipated. I think I want to bring Trey Edward that up. Schultz, uh, yeah. third film. Yes, and uh, 
I think he is a fantastic. I mean, he's only made two films, but um, a, a score by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Um, I, An interesting narrative structure, which yes. I don't want to talk about too much. In case he, it might be a spoiler or something like that. Although he did talk about it openly a couple before. years ago, yeah. yeah. But if you don't know it going in, it might be kind of interesting toward uh, yeah. to you. Um, don't know much about it. Uh, just there's like a brief synopsis for you guys. You guys can go check out. It's about out. an African-American yeah. family living in Florida um, and something tragic happens and yeah. it stars uh, Sterling uh, K. Brown. Yes, and the guy who was in uh, the uh, in Loose oh, and yes, uh, Kevin, Calvin, Calvin, uh, Calvin yeah. Harrison Jr. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Uh, so super excited about that. Kind and of it comes at night. He was yeah. in uh, yes, Trade Virtual's yes, last movie. Course, yeah. And again, you look at Loose and you look at It, it Comes at Night versatility like yeah. I think Calvin Harrison Jr. is going to be a big movie star same and um, yeah I love It Comes at Night man it's fantastic um, so super super looking forward to that um, I'm trying to go through my tiffer for you guys anything else you wanted to talk about that you're um, excited for I mean we're seeing the Joker or Joker I, everybody keeps calling it the Joker online it's just Joker Drop it's the just the, Joker yes. it's cleaner um, yeah I mean like it, again like you know it's I don't have anything that's coming off the top of my sea head. Sea Fever you were excited for? Yeah, I mean, Sea Fever is this weird... It sounds like this wonderful and weird um, creature feature on the high seas. And I'm always down for, like, a good body horror-type movie. And that's kind of what it sounds like a little bit. Yeah. Um, don't know much about it, but I, I put it on my schedule based on yours and Peter Koplowski's recommendation. Yeah. Well, um, uh... Well, uh uh, Color Out of Space, obviously yes. Nick Cage working uh, with Richard Stanley, who hasn't made a film in almost thirty years, yep. right? Yeah, so that we're seeing that in IMAX uh, theater, which should be dope. Yeah, we're gonna get to see Cage Rage in IMAX. Uh, you brought up Lucy in the Sky. Uh, yep. Very excited to see how, which no- is another world premiere, right? Yes, uh, how Noah Howley uh, transitions from television to uh, screen. Um, I always, I mean, I love Natalie Portman, and I feel like every TIFF, a Natalie Portman movie is always near the top for me. Right. Um, and she always works with interesting filmmakers, and uh, uh, and I think that's why I added um, Emma to my schedule as well. Because um, of Pablo, Pablo Lorraine, who did uh, Jackie. Yeah. Right? And Neruda um, yeah. and The Club. Yeah, so I added uh, that onto there, and I really dug the trailer for that as well. I did as well. I'm not the biggest fan of, like, dance movies per se, but, I mean, with it sounds like it's going to be interesting. And last year with Climax, I was pleasantly surprised with that movie. So Agreed. Uh, or I hope I didn't cover the room, uh, thing there. Weathering with you, I'm excited for. So if you guys saw Your Name a few years ago, it's done by the same animation studio, I believe. Pro- maybe one of the same filmmakers. Yeah. I think as well. Um, an anime about a young girl who can control the like the weather, I think. Or she, like, obviously with Weathering with you. Yeah. Um, I think she can control rain or block rain. So I uh, don't know much else about it. But other than I really, I did enjoy Your Name quite a bit. Um, so I think it'll be a nice, different kind of just seeing something. We're seeing a couple animated films. We're seeing yeah, Abominable. Abominable you're seeing and Client uh, Number Seven, Number Cherry, seven Lane. Cherry Lane. Although I'm like, I, I've heard it's horribly offensive and like not really, yeah, like and not wow and not good. Which again, I, I don't like. I like to kind of. There's nothing else playing around that time, so I, well, I think take I a will, chance on something, right? And if I like. If I need to walk out, I walk out. And I don't want to go in with that uh, uh, mentality. Because I, I, I've heard from both people who saw it 
who work at TIFF and who have now seen it at, at uh, Venice, I think, uh, that it's like there's some stuff in there that is just like, this is like offensive and like offensively bad. So uh, curious. And we saw the, a clip from that and the animation style was a bit wonky for right. me. But It like, looks like if you slowed it down, they wouldn't be moving at all. Right. It was weird like <laughs> flash animation kind of thing. Um, there's other uh, really big things like Ford v Ferrari, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Um, so the the Mr. Rogers film uh, with Tom Hanks, uh, Ford vs Ferrari with James Mangold film with uh, Christian Bale and Matt uh, Damon, um, which looks awesome. Uh, but those we're seeing towards the end of the festival, I think. I'm trying to think of some smaller things that I'm that might not have a. I'm just looking on. Uh, some stuff up now. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, dude, it's going to be a busy uh, 10 days as I uh, kill time. Oh, we should mention up. Just Mercy. Yes. Um, which is Michael B. Jordan as uh, a social justice lawyer um, working with Jamie Foxx's uh, death row inmate who um, is pleading his case for innocence. Yes. And also stars Brie Larson. Yeah. Uh, directed by Dustin Daniel, Daniel Creighton, Creighton who yeah. was uh, just announced recently as the director of Shang-Chi. And has also worked with Brie Larson uh, two times uh, and uh, The Glass Castle. Yes, so uh, very curious about that And that's that one. also a, a world premiere, and, and rumor is that this could be the big breakout Oscar film. And, and Tiff usually always has one of those movies that goes on to be the people's Greenberg, choice. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then yeah. goes on to be an Oscar contender yeah. or winner. Yeah, and then that goes back to the MCU contingent here with Taika also having a film. Um, but yeah, um, I don't know much about Just Mercy, but I, I, I mean, I love Short Term 12 enough that I will give him a chance on anything, yeah. even if Glass Castle wasn't so great. It wasn't. Um, um, you have, a, a, I mean, we mentioned already the two popes in the laundromat, yeah. but you also have Noah Baumbach's Marriage Story, um, which is playing the fest as well, and Dolomite is my name. So which those are the, the four uh, big, yeah, Eddie four Murphy big Netflix films. Um, you also have. I think this is the one that I'm actually really Dolomite? excited about. Uh, well, Dolomite, yes. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of SNL alumni, Adam Sandler oh, in Uncut, Uncut Gems, Gems How the Safdie Brothers yeah. movie, yeah. Uh, super excited about that. Uh, I've heard rumblings about the movie being relentless or... Or, <laughs> or very obnoxious. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, if you've seen Good Time or uh, Heaven Knows What, then you'll understand. Yeah. Or Daddy Long Legs. Like, you'll know that that's, like, their, that's style. their style. Yeah. yeah. And Scorsese's um, an executive producer on it. Right, so. yeah. Uh, he's executive producing two films, I guess, right? Three. Because you got the opening night film, which neither of us are going to see. But yeah. Uh, which is the uh, the documentary about, about the Robbie band. Robertson? Rob, Robbie Robertson and the band. Yeah, he's exec producing Joker, and he's also exec. No, he was pulled off of Joker. Really? Yeah, or he he backed out last minute. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I thought he still had a. Well, I read on a Variety article that it said like he it it was rumored that he was going to, and then he kind of didn't didn't. Okay, interesting. I thought he did, but that's my bad. I haven't really we'll looked at afterwards, yeah, but I read will. something recently where they're talking about, like, you know, like, there was a profile on Joaquin Phoenix and also, like, Todd Phillips doing, you know, a serious, real comic book movie. And, like, you know, it's taking its cues from, obviously, the king of comedy. Yeah. And, like, and Taxi Driver. Yeah, and having Robert De Niro in the movie and Scorsese almost executive <laughs> producing the film. Like, that's yeah. what it said. And I was like, oh. Because I thought he was also I an executive he was producer too. as well. Okay. I, well. Then that makes sense because they didn't slap his name all over. Yeah, because the they trailer. would have. I think. Yeah. Like it would have been Martin Scorsese presents Joker. Yeah. Um, and then you also like I mean 
Scorsese also executive produced earlier this year the Souvenir. So he's been working with a lot of uh, with a lot of filmmakers um, and, and and sort of giving back, which I which I really like. And then a few years ago, he he was an executive producer on uh, an executive producer on uh, Free Fire. So yeah. you know he's always looking out for for the next great filmmaker and or filmmakers and uh, trying to help out the next generation. Yeah. Uh, so if you had to pick. I guess you said Parasite, but if you gave me... Uncut a, Gems. Uncut Gems would be up there? Yeah. In your top three? Yeah, especially because when you get somebody like Adam Sandler, who I always say it's just he's so fucking frustrating as a person because he's, he's, he's a got, great actor. He's, he's, he, is, he is an excellent actor. I mean, speaking of Noah Baumbach with uh, the Merowitz stories... He's excellent. When, when, he, yeah. when he shows up, he is excellent. And, and, and knowing the Safdie brothers they'll actually get something out of them yeah Yeah. and it's the same thing with Eddie Murphy like when Eddie Murphy and I've heard he's amazing in Dolomite you know is actually engaged by the material those two guys can be unstoppable you know they they can be just as good as you know the 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 best um, Academy Award winning actors yeah and that just shows you. I mean, you get the right team together and the right. But as soon uh, as Sandler puts on those fucking track pants <laughs> or sweatpants, do you think he'll wear sweatpants? To oh the yeah. Premiere? Well, he, apparently he was playing basketball at Telluride. Oh really? Yeah. Sick. Can't wait. I hope he wears some fucking track pants to the premiere. <laughs> I mean, I guess it would make sense for uncut, uh, uncut gems. It's not like a, you know, a prestige movie. Like if he showed up in track pants to the premiere, I'm sure that would kind of make sense. Right. I don't know. Um, is he coming? I didn't even look. I'm at sure the he is. I yeah. mean, he is the lead in that movie, and they're going to be pushing that film for the rest of the year, a twenty four, because it's coming out in uh, December, right? right. So um, they're going to want to have him front and center. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For me, I, yeah, I, I think for me, Knives Out would be up there. JoJo's up there. Parasites up there. Uh, Joker, I am morbidly curious about. Like, right. like, and again, I tend to go to. You know, those big fall movies that uh, I'm, I'm super psyched about. And then I don't have to see anything in theaters until December. Right. Until Cats comes out. Right. That'll <laughs> so, be the only other film you see this year. Yeah. Not even so, Star Wars. It'll no, just be Cats. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there is that as well. <laughs> um, and then I'll just be able to stay at home and watch Disney+. Plus. Um, I think that pretty much rounds out our preview. We'll be giving you guys lots of coverage. Yeah, um, we'll be going through everything at nauseum. So you'll be getting so much of us in the next two weeks that you'll want it to stop right so just a reminder to everyone um we'll be quiet on this channel which is untitled movie podcast uh, until probably a wrap-up at the end of the festival yeah. uh please go subscribe to untitled movie reviews if you haven't yet that's where all of our tiff content uh will be please share it with your friends if they're interested in any of these films it'll all be spoiler free just kind of impressions uh first impressions on all of these films short reviews kind of bundled together on a daily basis during the fest um so we're super super excited to get started it's going to be awesome and uh i hope this sounded okay because the rest of the festival might even sound worse right (laughs) hopefully sounds at least as okay as this did hopefully but we'll see this is probably Um, the most professional you'll have us at during the whole festival (laughs) yeah probably we'll see um we'll be like shoveling coffee and food in our faces as we're recording the other ones yeah stuff like that um but i'm excited to do it with you man and uh to go down uh, in a blaze of glory. Yeah, it's it's always fun, man. It's it's good. I love that we've kind of stuck together in in all of these years. After uh, we pretty much have the same schedule, at least for the last few years, since you've con- 
what, since you've gotten into the press and industry world from yeah. the TIFF side, because yeah. I showed you the light. I know, and now I, <laughs> I can't go back. Yeah, uh, It's but, like upgrading to first class. You yeah. just can't do it. It sounds so pretentious. You have to do the festival as press and industry. If you do it public, it's still amazing. Yeah. There's still tons of... Uh, I mean, I'm, I actually kind of miss seeing everything in public. The yeah, and if you're too. going to the festival and you see us around, don't be afraid to say hi to us. Like, we'll probably be out of it to a I'm certain already extent starving and like, um, yeah. but at the same time we we always like talking to people and 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 hopefully we'll maybe even get some some guests on there that yeah. to talk if with you us. see us recording and you want to be a part of it just walk over and yeah we'll let, we'll let you speak into yeah. our phone and again like you said like you know comment subscribe like um and let us know like what what you're looking forward to and what we can talk about uh during the festival yes so until oh god you'll get our first update probably Thursday, yeah, we might record a uh, some brief things. So probably Thursday, you'll get our first update, and then from then you'll get a a new one every day. And we'll be posting about it on social, so you'll uh, you'll see it on all of the socials. Eric has access to all our social channels now, and he's better at this. Even though I work in social media yeah. marketing, but I, I say you're better at it. I mean, but you're more consistent. Yeah, so no. that's why. I don't have the good zingers like you do. Teamwork makes the dream work, man. Yeah. You, you go, hey, Matt, help me, because I'm the one who never stays on uh, schedule and things like that. Um, okay, guys, uh, keep it locked on Untitled Movie Reviews. We'll be with tons more uh, throughout the festival. I'm super excited to get going. Um, as always, my name is Matt Rohrbeck. You can find more of my work uh, specifically at UntitledMoviePodcast.com. A few articles, TIFF preview articles for Cineplex you guys can go check out as well. Um, which is somewhere on their site. I don't know exactly. <laughs> Sometimes I see them pop up in emails and things like that. Um, and then you can follow me. Uh, I'll be tweeting about first impressions about a lot of these movies. Try not to spoil what our podcast will be. But uh, follow me uh, at Matt Rohrbeck on Twitter throughout the festival or on Letterboxd. I'm sure you'll be able to see all my uh, ratings on there as well. Yes, and uh, I'm Eric March, and you can find more of my reviews at rogerstv.com slash cinemascene and on the social medias at em6211 during tiff specifically twitter and letterbox and of course at untitledmoviepodcast.com and untitled movie reviews thank you my friend and uh until next time merry tiffmas it's beginning to look <laughs> a lot like tiffmas